Good day, brothers and sisters. Welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps the believer in Jesus Christ to seek the kind of faith that would make Jesus marvel. Um, for those of you maybe turn, tuning in for the first time, um, I would recommend you maybe go back to my original um, first episode of Centurion Faith, and it talks about the faith of the centurion. And it's truly, it's, um, it's found in Matthew 8 and then also Luke chapter 7, where um, it says clearly that uh, the Roman centurion had faith that made Jesus marvel. If you go back and listen to that episode, you'll see what it was that he said, what his his belief was and his words that were expressing that belief and what exactly it was that made Jesus marvel. So without getting into that today, um, I do want to say that that uh, other than that particular passage of scripture with the centurion uh, of which this podcast is based, the really the key scripture, uh, which is which is one of my life verses, but also was just so pertinent to our walk with the Lord and, and to this podcast in general to help help the believer uh, to seek the kind of faith that makes Jesus marvel. If you look at uh, Hebrews eleven six, it says, "Without faith, it's impossible to please God, because that any anyone who comes to God must not only believe that He exists, but that He's a rewarder of those that diligently." seek him. So this podcast is really for people that are diligent seekers of the Lord. You're probably, if you're listening to this podcast, my guess is that you're a fanatic like me and you're just seeking Jesus with all that you, with all that you have and just trying to know him more and more because you've been given the revelation that um, eternal life, which Jesus prayed, prayed us into in John chapter 17, right at the beginning before he went to the cross, he said, Father, you know, uh, give these guys eternal life. And he said in, in John 17, three, and this is eternal life, to know the one true God in Jesus Christ whom he has sent. And so that verse tells me that throughout all eternity, we're gonna be unpacking the, the, um, the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, the God who is, who is infinite and who is just... Um, always there there there's there's um there's no end to god and so we're going to be seeking him throughout our whole life um jesus says in in um in john 14 he says let not your heart be troubled right at the beginning of john 14 first verse let not your heart be troubled be troubled you believe in god believe also in me and he says, in my father's house, there are many mansions and I go and prepare a place for you. Again, this is Jesus just preparing the disciples for him going away. And uh, in, in doing so, in, through, through his finished work on the cross, the shedding of his blood for the forgiveness of our sins, his burial in the grave where he put away sins, and then his resurrection on the third day, uh, proving that we are justified. Those that, that have united ourselves with him in one spirit, are now seated with him by that same spirit in heavenly places. And Jesus, just as he's promised, has sent us the Holy Spirit. He said, it's better for you that I go away because if I don't go away, I can't send you the Holy Spirit. But if I go away, I can send you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you and bring all things that I've said into your remembrance. 
And so that's kind of what our message is for today. This message is actually entitled, Governed by the Holy Spirit. Governed by the Holy Spirit. I would recommend you maybe go through um, after you listen to this podcast and look at John chapters 14, 15, 16, and 17. And this is where Jesus is preparing his disciples and, and of course, preparing us too. You see that in John 17, that he says, these words are not only for these disciples in front of me, but for everyone that shall follow after me because of because of their work. And I think that's John like 17, 20, something around there. But so these those words in, in John, all red letter words, by the way, John 14, 15, 16, 17 is preparing us for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And that's Jesus living in us and living through us. Uh, I had a new brother in Christ I met yesterday um, and he shared with me that we're really just a light bulb and that uh, God the Father is the power and the Holy Spirit is the heat that heats up the filaments and then the heat gives off the light and that light is Jesus Christ, the light of the world. And I thought that was really neat because, uh, and I think it's pertinent for today's message because um, this message today is is entitled governed by the holy spirit we are really as believers in jesus christ where we find ourselves in the dispensation of his time and his grace we we are today we're in the age of grace we're trying to call as many people as we can into the fold we're inviting as many people onto the ark and that ark is jesus christ because there is coming a day soon when this world is not going to be consumed by water but by fire so in the same way that Noah tried to warn people and bring people onto the ark, and that ark, again, is a picture of Jesus Christ where they could find safety and provision, um, in the same way we're supposed to invite people into a spiritual union with Jesus Christ where they can find safety and provision uh, from the fire that is to come. So um, there is going to come a time when God is going to say that's enough, when the last Gentile or non-believer comes in um, where the dispensation of, of that grace is going to end. And uh, there is going to be judgment for those who have not received Christ. And it's not going to be pretty. There's going to be a tribulation on this earth, seven-year tribulation. And um, if you read about this in, in Revelation, um, it's you know, good thing that this should put fear into us so we can warn people. It says in Second uh, Corinthians 5 that we're supposed to warn people and um, minister to people and let them know that God has forgiven us through Jesus Christ and that um, they can be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, through the shed blood of Jesus Christ and through his finished work and through his invitation to come into the fold. People that do not believe in him, him can come in, just like the criminal on the cross. They can come in at the last moment and be with us in paradise and return uh, with us to this earth when Christ returns. Uh, returns for his thousand year millennial reign. So anyway, that's a message for another day. But this message today, governed by the Holy Spirit, I'm going to jump into it real quickly. First Corinthians 12 in verse 9. 12, keep in mind too, that 12 is the number. This is a good way to remember um, this scripture too. And and it's just amazing to me how the numbers sometimes really line up with with a particular teaching that God has. But Numbers are very significant in the Bible, and 12 is the number of government. And, you know, you have the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 disciples, and 12 is, is throughout, you can see it in Revelation, uh, 12,000 
uh, witnesses uh, from each tribe. And so 12 is, a, is absolutely the number of God's government in the Bible. And nine is the number of the Holy Spirit. You got the nine fruit of the Spirit, the nine ministry gifts that are listed in 1 Corinthians 12, and so on and so forth. So if you look in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it's the only passage of Scripture in all of 2 Corinthians and almost in all of the first two books, but definitely in, in 2 Corinthians, the only scripture that you see in red letters because it's repeating words of Jesus. And these words are very simple. It says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. And as Paul said, therefore, you know, I boast all the more about my weaknesses because when I'm weak, then he is strong. I've seen recently in my life through some uh, trials and tribulations, through sicknesses, through infirmities, through all the stuff that the devil has thrown at me, and he's the author of it all. I've seen in, in that weakness and loss of strength, I've seen God's power, the power of the Holy Spirit, literally lift me up and propel me to uh, places that I never thought I'd, I'd be. And uh, I, I don't want to invite any sickness into in anybody's life or my life. I don't like it. I think it's from the devil. I think sickness, both mental and physical, is from the pit of hell. But I know that even in those weaknesses and these attacks that we're all under, us believers, uh, God's grace is sufficient to carry us through. So um, his power is made perfect in, in weakness. We in and of ourselves can do nothing. But the, with, with the Holy Spirit's presence and power in our life, we can, we can glorify Jesus Christ, which glorifies the Father. We're united with him now in one spirit. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, He that is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. We are united in a spiritual union now with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Read that in John 17, 23. Jesus is praying this before he goes to the cross, saying, Father, let them know that they're, that I'm in just as I'm in you and you're in me, they're in us, and we're all united together, one us united with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Romans 5, 5, God has shed his love abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who he's given us. Ephesians 1, 13, the moment that you put your faith in Christ, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So we're sealed with the Spirit, but the only thing that's holding us back is this flesh. We've got this, we're, we're, we're weak in the flesh, but strong in our spirit. Any falls that I have, any, any, times were of repentance where I have to go to the Lord. It's usually because I've gotten into the flesh. Not usually, always. If I'm walking in the Spirit, I can, I've never been, you can never be simultaneously walking in the Spirit and sinning. Impossible. If you're walking in the Spirit, you will not sin. He, he that walks in the Spirit will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So we, the more we learn to walk in the Spirit, the more we sin less. We're never going to be sinless. Hear me out on this. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God, but we're all justified freely by His grace that we find in Christ Jesus, or you could say in our spiritual union now with Christ. We, we, we are never going to be sinless while we have these flesh suits that we're wearing until we lay these bodies down and these, these decaying uh, bodies go into the ground and we get, a, we get a new soul, and we get a new body, but our spirit is, is the one part of us. We're spirit, soul, and body, the one part of us that's sealed for the day of redemption. Our spirit is perfect. One-third of you is wall-to-wall -wall Holy Ghost. Your spirit is sealed. It's just your, your soul or your unrenewed mind, 
in your body uh, that make up your flesh, those two things, the other two-thirds of us that give us problems. But if we, the more we learn to walk in the Spirit, the less we will sin. Again, we'll never become sinless, but we can sin less, okay? And the way you do that is not trying to, by, by having a sin consciousness and saying, well, am I sinning and con- constantly analyzing your flesh? It's by getting to know Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit and learning to walk in that Spirit. And that's what this message is about. I want to pray today as I close this to just um, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what I'm trying to convey. And that is God has given us the, the power and the ability to do what pleases him. Galatians 2.20 is my life verse. It is my number one life verse. And it says this, I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer me that lives, but it's Christ that lives in me. In this life, I live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God. You could say the spirit of the Son of God. Same thing. And the faith that we, that we walk in today is, is a spiritual faith. It's Holy Spirit-led faith. It's the faith of Jesus. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, Ephesians 1.19, is the same spirit that's in every believer. So I want to close by saying that. All you have to do is believe that you have the Holy Spirit. Believe what he says in his word, Hebrews 13.5. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. The Holy Spirit does not flee when we mess up. He actually lifts us back up. If a righteous man falls seven times, he gets up again. So keep walking in the Spirit. I pray now by the power and strength of that same Spirit that God would reveal to you perhaps where you need to go today in the Scriptures to see who you are in Christ and whose you are. You belong to God. He will lead you and guide you today by your Holy Spirit and show you great and wonderful things that you did not know. Have a very blessed day.